All right. I always said to myself, it'll be over for y'all motherfuckers when I try and finally figured out how to use an appreciator. Well, I've done it. But it took me a couple of goes, and I guess I received some bad info because I was trying to use some other tools that were much better at it. But I finally figured out how you meant to use an appreciator in something like a synth. Turns out you got to hold all the keys that you want to appreciate down at once. You don't just pick like a a scale and a uh, a you know, note amount and then hold one down. You got to put them all in there. See, I've been working with some programs that use like smart chords and shit, where it can do that stuff itself. So I thought you only had to press the one. Apparently not. So it's over for your motherfuckers. I know how to appreciate. I'm finally going to actually use that in some shit that I do. I'm still. I'm gonna. I'm gonna record some uh, intro music to this podcast one day. Uh, yeah. I don't consider this podcast officially launched until I can actually get it on fucking Apple. So once that happens, I'll do some intro music. You bet it's going to have some appreciation in there, and it's over for your motherfuckers. All right. Uh, no, no, I don't have a whole lot here. It was a. It was a quiet week this week, wasn't it? I mean, even though a lot of stuff has happened, you know, like we had the, uh, there was the election, Biden won, Trump doesn't want to admit it, people are going crazy, that's sort of like still happening. So there's not a lot of new news on that front. Everyone's like, oh, Trump won't won't accept the results, he's going to stay in there, he's a dictator, but even he is acknowledging the results of the election. Just, let's just hope that no one tells him that he could probably order for Biden to be arrested, and there's probably people out there that would do it for him. So, too too dumb to be a dictator. That's kind of sad. And there's uh, things that happen for me uh, a bit more personally. Two of, the, two of the articles I got here related to that. There's both of these two here by Happy Mag. Four fundamental techniques for creating engaging game audio. These are some... Some older bits, but I came across them because they're more relevant. Uh, this is about using programs like FMOD and what is this fucking Wise Audio Kinetic? Have I have I at least come across that before? I've just opened up the link. I'm gonna have a look. I've already sort of looked at FMOD. It's free, so there's that. That's uh, that's handy with FMOD. But adaptive music, yeah, like this is this is what to expect. As things happen, the music has to reflect that. It's uh, groovy, uh, straightforward. Looping, that's uh, another one. Again, pretty pretty straightforward. That, I mean, the music has to just keep going. That You can't just be like, yes, this is the music. Because like, who knows how long that people are going to be stuck in an area. You know, Some people are fucking idiots and it'll take them ages to find the door. So your music's got to be able to loop in a way that is seamless and doesn't drive people insane. Transitions, same sort of deal. It's like moving from one loop to another. This is all pretty straightforward. And effects, you know. Your classic filter. Make something seem real lo-fi. Take off all the top end. And then roll that in as uh, something happens. Classic shit. Maybe put some, some reverb on something. That's a classic uh, classic shit. It's just you've got to do it for games. Then there's a nice uh, long-form interview here with Mick Gordon who did the Doom soundtracks. Really gets into detail about his setup 
how they do things. No mention of anything like F mod or Wise in this, because I mean, like, fuck. I imagine ID would probably have have their own uh, audio engine for a game. But it's interesting because like all the tracks are like a massive Ableton session. They got pointometers that are hooked up to effects pedals, so that when you turn a, a dial on one parameter in Ableton, it gets reflected on the actual pedal itself. Ridiculous stuff. It's a dream setup. It's a good read if you're into all that shit. It gets into actual detail. It's not just a very light fluff. Uh, yeah, here was another one. Like, remember, remember the whole uh, Four Seasons thing with Trump? They had the weird press conference at the uh, at the landscaping place. Uh, well, Four Seasons Total Landscaping becomes a VR chat hangout for furries. That I think whoever made this uh, map in VR chat was a furry themselves. So, uh, yeah, he tweeted about putting this up. So all the furries in VR chat went and had a party there. Kind of, kind of funny. I mean, the whole thing with the with this four seasons sort of just caps off everything. Well, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that caps off the uh, the Trump presidency because he's just he's going to be the same. The reason everything's going to echo uh, how he came in is because he's the exact same motherfucker as he was then. That's why he's lying about crowd sizes at the march, why they have some stupid fuck-up around where their press conference is, and then it gets dunked on by a bunch of furries in VR. Part of it as well. Have you seen Have you seen pictures of the actual place? Like It looks like something out of a fucking Source Engine map, which, to that, and I'll add that in to this episode because there's fuck all that I've got here, is I saw a video come up. Again, I haven't watched it because I seem to talk about a lot of videos I haven't watched. But one talking about why are source engine maps so creepy? And look, there's probably a couple of reasons for it. First of all, it came out in like fucking 2004. It's an old engine. You can only put so much in there. So especially these days, it's going to seem incredibly empty and under-resourced. Two, I would say, is that because Half-Life 2 was like your primary source engine game, captured the vibe and the feel of, of yeah, the atmosphere so well you always compare it to that and it's like anything you see in source engine you can just tell like that looks like half-life 2 and you think about how creepy and dirty and empty half-life 2 was and it it's just an association which like the only problem with that is it's like half-life 2 is such a good game that even its own engine can't escape it so i i will actually watch it but that is when someone asks the question and i'm like yeah that's a point that's uh, that's what I reckon. And in my newsletter, I actually did a thing looking at some other Source Engine games because a question I had is, why is Source Engine games so bad? Like, you have you have a Half-Life 2 and all Source of Valve properties. They're really good. Everything else is just absolutely fucking terrible. And it's like, it was designed to be such a good, intuitive engine, especially for the time. Why can't anyone else make a good game with it? Interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, fuck, my, my nose is sort of blocking up, so I'm just going to take a quick break, clear that, give it a spray, and then we'll finish this shit off, even though there's not a whole lot left. God, I just, fuck, I can't talk for a long time like this without my nose just getting blocked and then having to breathe through my fucking mouth. Fuck. Always, always the active window fucking gets me. Kick in, and now we're good to go. Ah, my nose is feeling a lot better. Oh, while I was waiting for it to just take effect... I've been uh, pretty much taking a, a Baraka and some Armor Force, like, every day, uh, just, you know, because there's a fucking virus. Not that I expect it to stop me from getting sick, 
but maybe it'll make it harder for me to catch it or anything else. Uh, and I bought some, some more armor force, and the, the pharmacy lady told me that, uh, did you know they changed the dosage with it? And I was like, uh, no, I, uh, you know, I buy the 120 containers of it, so, you know, I'm on the same one for a while. That turns out that they, uh, they actually, yeah, they, they switched it around, and now instead of taking two tablets, you're only meant to take one. So I still bought a 120, but I was like, so you're telling me that I've pretty much doubled the amount of armor force that I buy every time. And yeah, that's what it is. So look, I had I had a good arrangement with the, the Barocca and the armor force that because I took two armor force every time I took a Barocca, that there's 160, sorry, 120 armor force where, so I'm taking it 60 times, there's 15 Barocca in a tube. So for every fourth uh, tube of Barocca, I need to get a new bottle of armor force. This is now completely thrown that out. I suppose it's for every eight. Not like I had boxes and amounts that lined up perfectly for that, but it just means I need to reassess things. And that now, when I buy a three pack of Barocca, that's not going to be three quarters of a bottle. Anyway, let's uh, let's get on to this next article that I have here. This one's from Collider. The Princess Switch sequel trailer. Three Vanessa Hudgens in one Netflix Christmas movie. I just added this because I've sort of been reading about how Vanessa Hudgens has just been like been churning out like Netflix schlock for the last couple of years, which fucking I, I don't know. It's a good gig if you can get it. I mean, she hasn't, you know, compared to everyone else from High School Musical. I don't think she's quite had the career that other people have had, like a uh, Zac Efron and the, the blonde woman. So look, if she can get get work doing this, I guess that's fair enough. And I just I added this because I thought this is a f- this is a fun concept. Not that I'd ever watched the Princess Switch movies, but you, know, you had two movies where there was just two Vanessa Hudgens, and I don't think this was planned, but this works out quite well. That for the third movie, that they were probably desperate for a new idea, so they add a a third character played by Vanessa Hudgens. So there's three of them, and it's good that they had two movies with just the two of them to start with, because otherwise the numbering and the number of Vanessa Hudgens would really throw you off. So as long as they keep doing sequels here and keep adding Vanessa Hudgens' characters, I'm all for it. I may even watch them at some point. It'll be exciting when they get up to like five or six and it's pretty much an, a whole ensemble movie of just Vanessa Hudgens. Now we have to figure out some wizardry if it's meant to be all that she's a, you know, some princess dating a prince fucking whoever gives a shit. Uh, we need to have a, a twist where we have uh, Vanessa Hudgens being gay with herself. When we get up to that, which will probably be five or seven, that's when I'll be all for it. In fact, actually, five or seven is probably when we get the all the all Hudgens orgy, and that I will be tuning in for. I had a quick scroll of Feedly. There's nothing. There's nothing going on. We the news is a weirdly weirdly quiet um, for for you know everything that's been happening. Uh, you know, I've been listening to the podcast. There's been a lot of uh, manufacturing consent. People uh, being very prepared to go back to to usual where people aren't keeping as much of an eye on uh, politics and what what people are doing in the government over there in the states. Now, here was the thing that I saw come up a while ago, and I thought it was dumb, but another article about it came up again, so I thought I'd add it as a bit of a response. This one's from Uproxx, but it's gotten around a bit before. It's, Trump will be the first president since Eisenhower to not have a Bond film during his tenure. 
just this. I feel like this is a this is a really dumb and weird uh, connection to make. The, the in the four years that he was president, that a Bond film didn't come out. The a big part of me was like, who gives a fuck? And it's like, talk about focusing on the wrong issues. That you got a guy who uh, removed all these environmental protections, undid the a lot of the very little work that Obama did in the White House, got kids in cages, everything's just either stagnated or gotten worse in that four years, and you're like, ha-ha, Trump, you don't have a Bond film. So that's a, it's a waste of fucking time, but it's getting around. This is, this is the, uh, the lib-brain approach. A lot like the whole thing of that, oh, this is the first time that we're going to have rescue dogs in the White House. It's like, yeah, how about you go and flip a cop car and uh, advocate for fucking universal health care? Get some material gains for your ass and stop worrying about the fucking dogs in the, the center of bourgeois politics. And then, look, this ju- just came up as well, uh, linking back to the previous article. The Lego version of uh, Judy, Rudy Giuliani's four-season total landscaping press conference is spectacular. So this is, yeah, this is a bit of Photoshop work, but someone has uh, made, yeah, someone, well, they have to have actually made a bit of an idea of the uh, the Four Seasons, and then they've taken photos of it and made it look like it's on a Lego box. So that's that's interesting, that's a bit of something, a bit of something different, what do you know? Uh, look, oh, let's, let's get on to some other shit, some more important stuff that, that I've been doing. Uh, well, I... This is actually related to how I have a, I have a fringe festival show coming up, and yeah, you know that's just a bit like whatever. Who gives a fuck? You know, I've been working on that for a while. It was a big deal. I finally got that out of the way, so I'm glad to see the back of it. However, as kind of like a loose attempt at uh, promoting it, I've been doing some streams uh, and talking to other people who are going to be. Uh, at the Fringe Festival. Let me just navigate this fucking website and get to my actual channel. Your channel. Here we go. So, got some uh, got some interesting nice shit here. Uh, done three so far. More coming up. Uh, with this Love Me, Please Love Me, or Sad Space with uh, Ebony Jade Miller. That one's all about like a sad disco that's going to be streamed. You can check that out. Uh, got Makeup, which is like pretty much a, a one-man show that a person uh, exploring their identity uh, through drag, moving on from the character they created, having people impose their uh, their own perceptions onto them. And then uh, Silvio Debacci, which is a uh, drag king show about a guy trying to find love in lockdown. So those have been those have been really fun and they're going they're going pretty well. Uh, really just I, I I've managed to get OBS and everything to work out pretty well and it's been quite easy to do. Um, I'll drop a link to that into the the show notes, and you should check it out. And if you're if you're a, a small uh, creator or have something you want to talk about, then come join the eyeball zone that is my stream, and I'll play a game for an hour, and you can talk to me uh, about what you're working on. So there's my plug. I'll still try to figure out how to get this under fucking Apple Podcasts, and then this can be another platform. So, look, this is a smaller episode, which is sort of more what I wanted to do with this thing. Uh, the, that's pretty much it. I guess I'll need to do some outro music as well, won't I? But keep an eye out. 
doing some more of these interviews. I'm going to figure out how to use some more recording programs, like a guy I'm talking to tomorrow. I might have a MPC Beats in the background, and that's what I'll be working on whilst I talk to him. He's a rapper. Let's see if I can make him a song whilst we're talking about what he's working on. All right, let me make sure this is active window, and then I imagine we can press space to stop. 